Welcome to Tribe Talk, where we focus on the topics that will help you improve your mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. I'm Dr. Elena Villanueva, and helping people improve their mental health is my passion. I'm Ann Hutira, and nutrition is my passion. Together, we invite you to be a part of our tribe and learn how addressing the root causes of your symptoms can bring you improved health and wellness. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the next hour of Tribe Talk. Hi everyone, this is Dr. V with Tribe Talk and I've got Anne, my co-host with me today. Thank you so much for joining us on Tribe Talk. We're super excited to have you just as we always are. We love having you follow our podcast as we always have amazing speakers and guests on with us today. And today is no different. We have Autumn Smith with us from Paleo Valley. Autumn, welcome. We are so excited to hear um, about some of your products that you're going to be talking today, but most importantly, we want to learn about you and your health journey. And so we're super excited to have you on with us today. Well, thank you so much for allowing me to be here. I'm big fans of your work and I'm just, I'm just honored to be able to share my message with your audience. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Autumn. Let me, let me tell all of our listeners a little bit about you before we kind of dive into some, some questions we have for you. So Autumn is the co-founder of Paleo Valley and Wild Pastures. Now her passion for health began with her own struggles with IBS and anxiety. Despite a career as a professional dancer and a celebrity fitness trainer, Autumn's own health was in shambles. In 2011, she and her husband actually stumbled upon the paleo diet and within a month of beginning it. Now her health was completely transformed and we want to hear all about that. So Autumn then made it her mission to share the information she learned with as many people as possible. She co-founded Paleo Valley, which is an organic whole food supplement and paleo snack food company that prioritizes nutrient density and food quality. Quite a journey you've been on, Autumn. Tell us, tell us what was going on with you health-wise. Yeah. So basically, I think when I was around 10 or 11, I started suffering from uh, I IBS is what they called it. It was just digestive issues. I would get bloated and then I would have um, a lot of cramping. And sometimes I would be in so much pain that I remember one night my mom had to take me to the emergency room and they just said, you know what? You've got IBS. It's gas. Go home. Like there's not a lot we can do for you. And so in my small town, we didn't have any answers. And so I just started to kind of feel hopeless around that. And then once I hit my teens and life got considerably more stressful, I started to develop psychiatric issues as well. Depression, anxiety. We now know there's a direct link between the gut and the brain, but then it was, that wasn't really a thing. And so I really struggled, went on antidepressants. Um, that didn't help me. I felt like a zombie or just like I didn't have my own emotions anymore. And so I decided, well, I guess I don't really have any tools, so I'll just abuse substances. <laughs> and I did that. My behavior became really out of control. My parents kicked me out of their house before I even um, graduated high school. And so luckily I always had a passion for learning and dance. And so I still graduated from college, went to Los Angeles, danced professionally, and then became a, a fitness trainer with the Tracy Anderson method. And it wasn't, I was 
always fit. I mean, there was never a question about that, but it wasn't until my husband saw the pain that I was in shortly after we got married that he said, wow, you are suffering in silence and we have to figure something out. And so the doctors in LA at the time also couldn't offer us solutions. So we tried diet because like you said, in 2010, he just went to the Google machine and he found some people were seeing results with that. And I never thought it would work, uh, but I tried it and it did. And I became so inspired by my own transformation and the person I became that I just, I really wanted to share that. And the part that I saw that was missing at that point in time was the products to make this kind of lifestyle realistic for most people. Cause I'm a goer and a doer and a, I didn't want to spend every minute in the kitchen. So we just created Paleo Valley um, to create the products that could pe make people feel like themselves again. That's awesome. You know, you made a really great point there. Someone can look really healthy and thin and be in shape, but still be suffering in silence. And that's, that's a lot of our clients that we see. They may look great on the outside, but they suffer in silence a lot of time on the inside. So thank you for bringing awareness to that, because I think more people need to hear that they're not alone in those, you know, yeah. silent struggles that they have. Yes, exactly. And then, you know, the other thing that I wanted to add to that was, you know, I heard you say that you felt hopeless. Yeah. And, you know, we also want people to know, and I know you do too, that you don't have to feel hopeless. Like there are answers and there are solutions. And in your case, you are a prime example, just as Anne and I are both examples in our own health journey as well. Um, you know, that we found answers and we found solutions and we want to share that with people. And one of the things I wanted to ask you is like, when you're educating people, if you could pick three things that you wish people knew about the link between diet and mental health, what would those three things be? Yeah, I talk about this all the time. And first, I just want to acknowledge that, yeah, it was that, that feeling that I had a choice in the way I was going to feel that literally set my whole life on an entirely new trajectory. So I just want to say everybody has a choice. But the three things I always want people to know is like before 2010, there wasn't a lot of research on the subject, but we now know that it isn't always that you have some sort of neurotransmitter imbalance that needs to be corrected necessarily, that sometimes depression is the result of inflammation and changes in the HPA axis and oxidative stress. And there's these all of these different like biochemical imbalances that could be at the root of your issue. The second one is just that nutrient deficiency as one of those biochemical imbalances can be a driver of mental health issues, specifically things like folate and vitamin B12 and zinc. And then the last one is basically that blood sugar. I think if anyone could just do one thing, and if this is the thing that I think had the biggest impact on my mental health, was just stabilizing my blood sugar. I was that person that went from like really excited and all over the place to just depressed and like lethargic. I didn't have energy and my mood was so unstable that my relationship suffered, my productivity suffered, everything suffered. But when you learn how to just stabilize your blood sugar, and it's not only the day-to-day, -day. research has even shown that people who have depression are more likely to have diabetes. There's a relationship there. And, and these blood sugar swings are really stressful and they can deplete neurotransmitters and create inflammation. And so basically just that it's not necessarily a neurotransmitter imbalance that depression could be linked to inflammation. Nutrient deficiency is a big driver as well. And stabilizing your blood sugar is maybe one of the most powerful things you could ever do for your mental health and physical health. 
Uh, those are some great tips. You know, walk us through what it was like in that first year when you changed your diet. We preach to our people all the time that food is such a powerful tool to use it properly. Talk about what your changes look like in that first year when you changed your diet. It's funny because I was, I was as a young ballerina taught that basically a calorie is a calorie and it doesn't, the quality doesn't matter, just the quantity. So basically I had caramel apple suckers all the time. I was eating those protein bars or whatever. And so the first thing basically was just to start farming or shopping at farmer's markets. Uh, we didn't go and do it totally dramatic right away. It was just adding, adding more like the fruits and the vegetables and the really high quality animal products. And of course, because I had such a poor, poorly constructed diet prior to this, I had my swings. Like I'd be really good for five days and then there'd be a weekend and I just like everything would go off the rails. But eventually with time, it became really clear that the way I was feeling both physically and uh, emotionally was so very different when I flew off the rails that it was just kind of, I didn't even really need to focus so hard on it anymore. It just kind of became self-perpetuating. And, but basically the paleo diet is where I started and that's just whole foods, right? I didn't do grains. I didn't do legumes. I had pre-existing IBS. And so those were problematic foods for me at that point in time. But today I basically just eat whole foods. And sometimes I have a bean. Sometimes I might have a grain. I look for the highest quality versions, but I just don't eat things that are pre-packaged. I don't do caffeine. That's also something else that was pretty pivotal for me, realizing that caffeine made me anxious, made it hard for me to sleep. And um, it just overstimulated me. And I find that with a lot of people who have anxiety, that's true for them too. Yeah, you know, that can be absolutely true. And one of the fun things when it comes to caffeine is that, uh, you know, do, doing the genetic testing to see if you're a fast or slow metabolizer of, of, of caffeine, you know, just to kind of like, sometimes people like need like more concrete evidence besides yeah. the fact that when they drink it, even at seven in the morning, that they're still awake at night. Like sometimes they actually like need to see that on, on some sort of a lab result that has their name on it so they can get it. Um, I wanted to ask you a question. You, you talk about stabilizing blood sugar. Yeah. Um, this is such a powerful one and it's not something that we talk about a whole lot. So I want to spend a, just a couple minutes talking about that because People whose blood sugar is not stabilized, they can go one minute, they're like, you know, nice and it, like the cat that you're petting them. And one minute they're like purring. And then the next minute they're like attacking you, you know? And it's like, humans can do that. Like one minute they're like, you know, okay. And then the next minute they're like really hangry and they're just like biting your head off. And a lot of that can have to do with blood sugar in stabilization, you know, where the blood sugar isn't stabilized. Did you also find that this was one of your contributing factors? And if it was, what were you changing in your diet or what little extra things did you do to help stabilize the blood sugar besides just moving into a clean diet? Or is that all you did? And that was enough. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I think this was the most important piece actually for me, because even when I did move to a whole foods diet, I was still eating like I remember my husband being like, are we really going to buy 14 apples that are like the size of your head? And I was like, yeah, because that's, I was still having natural sugars. And so basically what I had to do eventually is test my own blood sugar. And what I started to do at first is just really rely on protein. I was a fitness trainer anyway, when I realized, okay, just when I have a snack, make it a protein rich snack, right? And if at the very least, nothing else good comes of the day in terms of my dietary decisions, protect my breakfast. So just start the day with some 
some like a scramble, like an egg scramble or something like that, or a protein smoothie. So that was the first thing. And then just always making sure that I was snacking on protein. But later when I was still doing the dried fruits a lot, and I was, I was actually drinking this thing called the green machine. I think it's made by Adwala and it has 50 grams of real like natural sugars in it every day and i don't didn't even think about something like that but once i tested my blood sugar i was like wow it's like 150 you know so getting a glucometer and actually just being able to really look at okay how is this food affecting me how is this food i found that bananas are better for me than blueberries which is counterintuitive for a lot of people my body doesn't do well with a lot of fruit but if i look at my family we have a lot of diabetes and so i think i have just genes that don't lend themselves well to even whole foods um, can knock me out of like a stable place with my blood sugar so it really came to just you know starting simple protecting breakfast eating protein rich and fat rich snacks rather than the carbohydrates and the juices and the dried fruit or the excessive fruit I was already eating and then later testing my blood sugar so that I really had uh, as much of an individualized approach as I could to my blood sugar management. You, uh, you mentioned nutrient deficiencies earlier. Why is that something that more people should actually be paying attention to? Yeah, that's so important because a lot of people don't think about it because we're a very developed nation, but according to the USDA, we're 92% of us are deficient in at least one nutrient. And when I run nutrient analysis, like it, I don't think I've ever seen anyone who is sufficient in every single nutrient. There's a lot of reasons for this, our poor quality diet, our gut health, which limits the amount that we can absorb, even when we have those nutrients in our diet. And most importantly, I think the fact that the soil, the nutrients in our soil are on the decline or that the the relationships between the bacteria and the soil they're not able to give the plants the nutrients because of the farming practices that we've been using for so long so for all these reasons most of us are deficient in at least one nutrient and i find that vitamin b12 columbia university actually did take a look at the most um mental health protective nutrients and it were things like vitamin c and b12 and b9 and omega-3 fatty acids and potassium and magnesium and so yes, sometimes all it means is like crafting a really nutrient dense diet that can fill those gaps. And I have a really, really simple way for people to do it at home before they even get testing that actually cultivates a lot of awareness. If you want me to talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what I basically do is have people go to chronometer.com. Do you guys use this software? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. So it's like my fitness pal, except for it has the micronutrients in there too. So you'll, when you enter your food, you won't see just carbohydrates, proteins, and fat. You'll see your vitamin A, your B vitamins, your amino acid breakdown, your iodine. And then what you see is oh, well, I thought I was eating this really nutrient sufficient diet, but oh my gosh, my amino acids are consistently low or wow, I'm not getting any magnesium. And people are shocked because they're eating paleo, they're not eating processed foods, and yet they're still not getting enough. I find this particularly in women. A lot of the women I I work with are actually under eating. So just for three days, three to seven days, everything that goes into your mouth goes into that software, including snacks. And you can add your supplements if you want to. And then you identify those nutrient gaps. And then after that, you cultivate the awareness. You do a little bit of research. You learn about the foods that are rich in the nutrients that you're missing. And then you kind of like plug those holes. And after that, you can kind of get familiar with the symptoms uh, that are kind of associated with those deficiencies and, and or have testing and work with someone. But I find it's a really nice starting place for most people. That's great. I've got a question. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you find 
that even when you are choosing the most nutrient dense foods, that that still sometimes is not enough because we, many of us have learned, right? That the foods contain a fraction of the nutrients that they did 60 years ago. And so a lot of people are finding that even on top of the foods with certain nutrients that they're needing to supplement additionally. What are your thoughts on that, Autumn? Yeah, hundred percent. It is really, really, really hard to meet all of those recommendations. And that Columbia University research that they did and looked at the most mental health protective nutrients, they also looked at the most mental health protective foods. And it was things like oysters and organ meats and chicken giblets and like all these foods that most people are not eating and fish and greens. But I do find if you're not eating organs, if you're not eating seafood, if you're not eating a lot of greens, it is really, really easy. If you're not eating really high quality animal products regularly, it's really, really, really easy to be deficient, really easy. And that's why we had to make some of our products because, um, and basically our products are food because I think that it starts with food, right? And foods like no one are going to eat. Yes. I want to give people capsulate encapsulated versions, but at the end of the day, I still have to take some B vitamins. Sometimes I take way more vitamin C than is actually recommended because it has a number of benefits for the brain. Uh, magnesium I find is pretty much, you know, consistently something people need to supplement with. And also sometimes amino acids, right? Because for some people, it's really like, I find for a lot of guys or men that I work with, it's really easy, but for women, it seems to be kind of a struggle to get those requirements. And so that's also something that I, I find um, people supplement with or use a really high quality protein powder or something like that. Talk about how you came up with this idea to create Paleo Valley. I'm guessing it kind of came out of necessity. You found yourself probably searching for products that you couldn't find. Talk about how that started for you. Yeah, I was basically on tour. We went on a world tour in 2012 and I had just reclaimed my health right before I left. I just got married and I was like, okay, sometimes we were in a different country every day. And I was like, how am I going to make this work? And when we went to like Europe or, you know, other countries, I didn't always have access. I didn't know where to find it. It's not that it didn't exist. I just didn't have it with me. And that meant I was living on pistachios and apples that I found for, <laughs> for way too long. So when I got back to the country, I was like, okay, I need to actually create these options for me and for my family. And it really all came out of, I, I just wanted a really clean protein snack because fitness trainer, I wasn't always drawn to animal products, but I realized that, wow, this is really helpful in stabilizing my blood sugar and animal products seem to be important for mental health for a lot of people. And so I wanted to create a really easy way to do that. But I found that all the meat sticks on the market contained an ingredient called encapsulated citric acid and citric acid. You look at it and you see that on the label and you think, oh, a lemon and a lime. Uh, but when I dug into the way it's actually used, it takes like corn from GMO corn usually, and that is actually derived with mold. And then they cover it in hydrogenated oil. They make these little beads and then they just melt into the beef stick and then just stays in there. And that drops the pH of the product and makes it shelf stable. And it is the industry standard. So no one really gives any pushback and no one wants to do it any other way. But I thought, there is no way that I'm going to sell a product that has GMOs, hydrogenated oils. So I called like 200 manufacturers. And I finally found one willing to ferment meat because I knew our ancestors had done that and it contains probiotics or it yields probiotics. So that's how it started. And then I just kind of wanted that through line in our products to be, we will always prioritize health over profit because 
nobody does that as a food manufacturer. This is a business um, for a lot of people. And um, there are a lot of, there's a lot of money to be made in selling junk. And I just wanted to be the company that was not going to do that. I love that. I think that's great. Um, you've got some really good products on the market. And, uh, you know, like you said, you didn't, you know, you haven't compromised the, the quality and the nutrient value um, and the safety of the products for for profit. Um, and, you know, you are a business, so we hope you're still doing well with it. Um, you know, um, but I, I've got a question about, um, you know, introducing us to some of the products that you have, like some of the most popular ones that you have. And I remember earlier you were talking about organ meats. Do you have any kind of supplement that people can take? You know, we use um, desiccated organ-based products uh, very specifically to work with many different types of conditions. Um, and, you know, for those of you listening, a desiccated organ product would be like, for example, taking a uh, thyroid, uh, like the thyroid gland from an animal. It could be bovine or porcine or whatnot. And then it's very, very gently um, dried so that you don't lose the properties of the organ meat. Because most people, like you said, they're not going to eat it they're not going to slice it and saute it and eat it. Like Americans think that that's so disgusting. Although the rest of the world, a lot of people do eat organ meats. Um, I've tried many organ meats. If they're cooked properly, they're delicious. Um, you just have to kind of get past the whole thought of it if you didn't grow <laughs> up eating that. But, um, you know, we know that they, they are very healing to the body. Can you talk to us a little bit about your Paleo Valley organ complex? I would love to. And the reason, okay, so basically this is what it looks like. And like you said, the ancient, our ancestors did a thing, practice something called light cures like. And so if you had a thyroid condition, you might take desiccated thyroid. And initially we did have brain from grass-fed animals in our complex because I knew brain has always been my focus, but we took that out because it was freaking too many people out, even though there wasn't really an issue. But ours now contains liver, heart, and kidney, all from grass-fed animals, all from regenerative farms. And then all they did is like dry it. And like you said, freeze dry it so that all of those proteins remain undenatured, which is very important because if they're not, they can mess up the way that they're used in the body. And we just put them in capsules because when I was pregnant, I knew, okay, I need to be replenishing and building these nutrient stores for my baby, but I could not, no matter what I did, how I cooked it, I could not get liver down. And I noticed one, one time I did and my energy levels were just through the roof. I just felt like a, better, a different person. And we know it's world's most potent uh, natural source of vitamin A and B12 and all these different minerals. So yeah, we just put them into capsules so that you can just take six or eight or whatever you want to do every day and then move on with your life knowing that you're eating one of the most i mean literally the most nutrient-dense food in the whole world i love that talk a little bit about some of the other products that you offer what kind of what kind of variety you have if someone's looking to really supplement what they're doing from a food perspective where do they start what are some good products you offer that they can start with yeah, well, I would definitely start with the beef sticks. They contain probiotics. And like I said, part of the battle when it comes to improving mental health is just like not making the convenience purchases. <laughs> so if you can have the beef sticks or the turkey sticks, they're from regenerative American family farmers and they taste really great. We have like six different flavors. So that and our superfood bars, uh, basically they have bone broth, uh, protein powder in them and nutrients, things like spirulina and um, kale and vitamin C, but it doesn't really taste like it. They taste like lemon meringue bars. We have a red velvet cake coming out and a chocolate and all of that. 
Um, so I think the snacks are really awesome, but when it comes to supplements, our organ complex, obviously the second one I want to talk about is our essential C. So vitamin C was a really big needle mover for me in terms of my brain health and just like my overall sense of well-being. And when I dug into the research behind how most of it's made, 90% of it at least comes from China and genetically modified corn. And it's just one part of the vitamin C food molecule called ascorbic acid. And so I was, there's a lot of other benefits to vitamin C besides ascorbic acid. And there's even been trials to show that it can cause harm in certain circumstances. And I think ascorbic acid is better than no vitamin C, right? But if you can get a whole food based one like ours with camu camu and omla berry and unripe acerola cherry, that's literally the most potent natural source of vitamin C on the market. And then you take it in divided doses or according to what your blood blood work reveals that you might need. But I think I'm really passionate about that product because vitamin C has been shown to help people who are depressed and people who are anxious. And it's really important for neurotransmitter production and kind of dampening that oxidative stress that we see in a lot of mental health conditions. And if you take it throughout the day, like animals do, because most mammals produce their own vitamin C, sometimes up to 13 times more when they're stressed or ill, and we don't. And so vitamin C. And then also our turmeric complex. So turmeric, um, curcumin is its most famous component. And it's been shown to improve levels of BDNF, which is like brain uh, fertilizer. It's also been shown to dampen oxidative stress. It's one of the most anti-inflammatory substances ever studied. And in certain trials, it's been shown to perform as well as things like Prozac. Um, and when combined with Prozac, actually improve the efficacy even more. So it's really, really powerful. My problem was a lot of people are using curcumin, like I said, which is one component, but there are hundreds of compounds in whole food turmeric, things like AR tumorone, which has been shown to help brain cells regenerate, Elamine, which is an anti-cancer compound. And so I just wanted a whole food-based version that was organic, of course, that was bioavailable with coconut powder and black pepper and a little bit of heat, because if you're taking turmeric that isn't bioavailable, it doesn't really matter. And then we also added a few other DNA protective spices like ginger and rosemary and clove um, so that we created a complex. Because I just don't think people are using spices and bioavailable turmeric as often as possible, or uh, as often as they could be uh, to improve their mental health. And there's other ones too, if you want me to keep going. Um, we have a medicinal mushroom complex that's really cool because I don't know if you guys know this, but most mushrooms produced today, like medicinal mushrooms are having a moment for sure. What most people don't understand is it's really hard to cultivate whole mushrooms, which was traditionally used in an inexpensive way. So in America, what they do is they grow them on something called mycelium or on grain. And then it's the mycelium that is used rather than the fruiting body, which is actually what they've looked at in the research. And so then not only does your comp or your supplement contain a lot of grain because they can't separate it out but then it's watered down in terms of its bioactive compounds like beta glucans. And so ours is whole food, only the fruiting body, and then also standardized for its beta glucan content and beta glucans are the compounds thought to be most responsible for their immunomodulatory effects for their brain boosting effects and on and on and on. Um, and then the last one I'll mention is apple cider vinegar complex, because there's so much research around apple cider vinegar's ability to help stabilize blood sugar, improve fat burning, improve digestion, but most people don't want to taste it. 
because it's not a great thing to taste. And also it can erode your tooth enamel when you take it on a daily basis. And so we put that into capsules with organic turmeric and ginger and um, Ceylon cinnamon and lemon. So that it's like kind of like a, an aperitif almost like it primes your digestion, also curbs cravings and it helps improve energy levels and blood sugar stability. So that's what this guy is right here. Oh, that's a great one. I like yes. that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. And for bloating, like if you're bloated or, you know, just, you can take it after the fact or after a whoops meal, <laughs> you know, when I, I eat things I wasn't planning on, but, but yeah. And we have more too. I could go on and on, but I want to respect. I love that, that you've done all the research and that you have the background from a nutrient perspective to really explain to people what's in the supplements they're taking. Because I feel like that's a big problem out there is people just start pushing supplements, not realizing the exact benefits or what fillers are there, or is it an organic product or what's in there that's not even on the label. And so I love that you have um, this accountability. I'll call it that with your with your products. It's refreshing. Yeah, well, thank you. And most people don't know that most supplements are made by marketers, <laughs> which is the unfortunate truth uh, because they know how to get the pages that are going to drive the traffic or they know enough about the buzzwords that people want to hear. But yeah, I feel like we are one of um, a few companies who always prioritize health over profit. And it is because I use these products. I give them to my son. And I, so I'm never going to compromise on the quality of that. Yeah. And, um, and by the way, I've tried your, your, um, meat sticks and they're really, really good. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. so glad people say that they're, they're so much, not like jerky. They're more like those hickory smoked summer sausages because yes. they're yeah. moist and they have a little snap. And, um, if you're freaked out by the fermented thing, our ancestors have been doing it for a, a really long time. And it is an actually, it's a really good flavor that even kids love. Uh, my son loves our teriyaki and summer sausage. So. Well, you know, the, for our audience, I don't think that the fermentation is going to bother them. You know, they, they have enough education already that they understand that fermented foods are, are really the way to go in the majority of cases, because the fermented foods helps to feed our ecosystem inside our body with beneficial bacteria that we need so that we can process our foods and, you know, uh, create some of our nutrients and, you know, be able to, you know, just provide our body with the building blocks that, that they need. And so thank you so much for showing us these products and for sharing your story with us today. And, um, and thank you for what you do. We are always on the lookout for suppliers of quality foods and quality supplements. Um, because as you know, you know, we, also have a lot of our clients on um, on things such as what you have so that they can get better so that their bodies can heal. You know, we always tell everyone that your body doesn't get sick for no reason. It doesn't just break. There are some sort of barrier or barriers to healing that are preventing the body from healing and then being able to thrive and live optimally. And, uh, and, and if we can just figure out, you know, what the barriers are and remove those and then give the body what it needs, like fill the pantry, so to speak, fill the body with all the ingredients, all the things that it needs, you know, it can heal quickly and it can really optimize. And, and, and you've got some beautiful products on the market and we're, we're super, super glad to have you on with us today. Yeah. Thank you so much for saying that. And you're absolutely right. That was totally my experience. When I gave my body what it needed, took away what it didn't, it was the difference was night and day. So I'm just happy to be able to share a little piece of that with anyone else. So thank you for that opportunity. 
Thank you so much. We are so glad that you joined us today on Tribe Talk. For all of our listeners out there, thank you so much for joining us on today's Tribe Talk. And stay tuned because as always, we are going to have some amazing uh, speakers on coming up for our next several episodes. Thank you, everyone, and have a great day. And Autumn, we look forward to having you back on our podcast again soon. I would love to. Thank you.